Welcome to The Magic Spark. I'm your host and personal wellness witch, Tandy Gutierrez. This podcast is for the open-hearted magic makers seeking to cultivate consistent self-evolution, or as I like to call it, self-revolution. It aims to be a home base for continually stumbling upon things that ignite the healing spark in you, be that practical or magical. Now, let's see what that spark is for you in today's episode. Hello, my magic makers. You're listening to episode three. This is our first official episode. Happy Astrological New Year and happy spring in the Northern Hemisphere. Happy Aries season. Major shout out to all of my sun rising or moon Aries out there. It's time to go and do. Today we've got your spring tarot forecast, a dive into Aries energies, and quite frankly, whatever messages want to be heard and channeled through me to you today. Our tarot reading will be towards the end of the episode. This is an episode to potentially take notes on. This is an energetic overview with guidance for the next four months, March 20th through June 21st. I could list out April and May, but you know, those are in between. It's also an episode you may want to revisit once a month in this season. Listening multiple times to a reading is super important as you discover how my channeled messages actually play out in your life. It helps our energies sink and aids in your ability to synthesize and utilize these readings rather than just thinking they're cool, but I'm not sure what good it's doing me to listen. And yes, the longer you listen, the longer our energies soup together and the more potent the readings get. It's a good idea to listen to these forecasts for a heads up in general, insight, clarity, and support on how to move through this season's particular energies at play to harness and balance, or at the very least not be capsized. (laughs) So let's begin. The spring equinox took place a couple of days ago on March 20th here in the Northern Hemisphere. An equinox means equal day and equal night and is the time when the sun moves across the celestial equator going south. Sounds magical already, doesn't it? Here in the Northern Hemisphere, it welcomes spring and in the Southern Hemisphere, it welcomes autumn. For those listening not in the Northern Hemisphere, The seasons are different. (laughs) Y'all know that. But the energies of the astrology, the zodiac, and the channel guidance, they're the same. They will be the same. So listen with what I call fuzzy ears if you're not in the Northern Hemisphere. And as always, take what resonates with you and leave the rest. There are still major sparks here for you, even if you are not currently in the Northern Hemisphere that I keep referencing. This is also the astrological new year. I'm so excited. My unicorn wellness community is used to hearing me go on and on about how the Gregorian new year is not the time to begin things, you know, hang on to those resolutions and new intentions and fresh starts. Do not launch anything big in that period of time because the energies 
of astrology of the cosmos of the universe don't support new things being planted at that time of the Gregorian new year. That's reserved for airy season. So here we are. Can you feel it? The energy has shifted. It is finally go time. This year has some extra juice to support going and doing. All planets are in forward motion for the next four months. Who's excited about this? I mean, can you hear the excitement in my voice? I really have been waiting like all of winter for this. It means, nice and simple, things can start to move ahead at a pretty quick pace, more fluidly, less hiccups, fewer obstacles. Spring 2022 is ripe with healing and manifestation potential. If there was ever a year to follow the astrology and the zodiac season, it's this year. We start with a bang and it started with our February portal from 2-2-22 through 2-22-22 and continues. We're going to want to be tied tight to our personal magic, our intuition, messages from the other side, and the current energies at play, and not get caught in the hustle, in crowd mentality, in fear, doing whatever else is doing, or getting too far ahead of ourselves, or doing what we think we should. Okay. So this is a key place where, again, my unicorn wellness community hears me say it often of the lessons of the collective are not always the lessons of the individual. This is not an opportunity to spiritually bypass anything. We still, and always have to work and reside in this 3d incarnation. And there is work to do here, but this is a year, particularly that you're going to see very scary things reflected in the collective, but that does not always translate one-to-one in our personal lives. Make no mistake, there is healing, transformation, and magic available in 2022. That does not mean it's going to be simple or easy, but there is faith and trust that is needed to happen here because it can happen. This is a heart path year. It's a magic spark year. It's time to get weird and woo with our steps forward and not to think we know better than the universe or to undermine ourselves or to undervalue ourselves. This is all about co-creatorship and stepping into full empowerment and our divine birthright as cosmic, divine, whole, healed spirits. Trust the unseen this year. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Aries basics. Okay. So the sun has moved into Aries. This is Aries season. And as I said, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac chart and denotes the astrological new year because it's the first sign of the Zodiac chart. Aries is the warrior and the child of the chart is a fire sign. It's ruled by Mars god of war and represented by the emperor card in the tarot its mantra is i am aries is great at starting things it's off and running and it carries incredible manifestation energy because of its young new and often naive energy 
It's prone to beginner's luck. Aries is wired for battles and is the warrior you want on your side because odds are it'll win. This energy is relentless. In balance, Aries energy fights to protect that which it loves or cannot protect itself. It evolves most auspiciously into the benevolent leader. This is where the emperor card comes into. This is the balanced exaltation version of it. Yes, there's a negative version. We're talking about balance right now. And it truly aims to provide for the highest and greatest good. It's got passion, drive, and enthusiasm for days and can often get people to follow because of this fire. In imbalance, Aries can get super egocentric and totally, truly only put itself first. So this is where we see the non-benevolent bully leaders. It can get wildly egocentric and immature and will stir shit up just because it can. It's represented by the ram for a reason, stubborn for days, and can get sucked into adrenaline dopamine hit responses really quick. Aries can trip into addictive behaviors faster than you can say video game. Aries rules the head. Remember the stubborn ram with those fabulous antlers? So energetically, when we talk about Aries season in relationship to self-care, yes, we're always talking about self-care around here because it's me, um, and wellness. And in my online studio, Unicorn Wellness, we're going to be working with connecting with the head as well as energetically getting out of the head in this season. Aries is the athlete of the chart. There are actually two athletes, but Aries is, is known for its athleticism and it's the first one. And this is why in spring, but specifically Aries season is the most supported time of year to begin a movement practice or to restart your movement practice because it's in the stars. Aries runs hot and fast and furious and needs to move in order to burn off the heat. Aries is a bit of what I call a Jack Russell Terrier energy, super smart, tiny and mighty, but they will tear shit up if you don't keep them engaged and provided with enough movement or cerebral dexterity. So this is like not the puppy you want to leave inside an apartment in New York. Like again, tiny and mighty, but needs big spaces to move and totally needs one of those, like, what is it? The puzzle toys, you know, they have to like trick, you know, to get their food out. <laughs> so as a coach and trainer, I love this time of year. And I especially love educating that no one failed at their fitness or wellness goals in January because it wasn't supported by the astrology at the time, the energies weren't in play for it. Y'all weren't supposed to start fitness and wellness goals. Then now is the time you just didn't know it. Aries needs to move. It needs movement, but not just any kind of movement will balance its energies too much drive and heat will blow it out and only generate more anger, frustration, and injuries. Did I mention that Aries is prone to injuries when they get stuck in their head and push too hard? 
there'll be an injury because an injury is an opportunity from the universe to bring us back into our vessels, back into our bodies, and at the very least to slow us down. So we'll, we'll definitely be going more into that in further episodes. I could already hear some of y'all's energy go, what? <laughs> Just hang in there with this. So remember Aries energy is young and childlike. This energy needs to play. It also needs to balance the heat with flow. Short bursts of movements rather than long drawn out things. Hydration is a super must in this season. And hydration, for those of you who are not, um, haven't been with me for a while, is half your body weight in ounces of water every single day. And hydration takes one electrolytes in order to absorb. So it's not just dousing and drowning ourselves in water. It's having that, that mineral electrolyte consistency correct so the vessel can absorb it. So hydration is key in this season as well. And Aries also must learn how the flow and movements that cool benefit them, right? So Aries is hot and bothered and anxious and excited, and he wants to go, 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 go. The instincts of Aries will push too hard, too fast, and actually blow their system out. This is one because of the youngness of the energy and the naivete, and sometimes a simple lack of knowledge that sometimes Aries instincts are actually not developed enough to be trusted yet. Okay. So Aries will want to move hard, fast, and like all day. And in order to balance Aries energy into this benevolent, you know, strength leader, it actually needs to slow down and move smarter, not harder, generating steam to go the long haul. Hence flowing movements, movements that cool like a yin, you know, sort of scenario, um, plus the hydration. Peppermint is excellent this time of year as well. Peppermint tea would be like a double win. So Aries, you know, needs to be able to pardon this phrase, win the war and not just the battle. So for members of my online studio at unicornwellnessstudio.com, you will see some very on the nose movements in this season with headstand preps and headstands. You don't have to be able to do the headstand. There's preparation for it and there's connection to it. And this is to connect to that seventh chakra and pull in divine messaging, getting fresh perspectives to not get stuck in the head. You'll also see our crab series, crab walks, tabletop, crab rolls. Nope, not sushi. Pilates and rabbit pose to keep things playful and cooling to the vessel. These combined energies of Aries and spring have us burning off the hibernation and the hermiting of winter in the Northern hemisphere. It is time of planting seeds. Who knows? You may have already planted some and you may already see some sprouting. Everyone is slightly different, right? But we're talking about the big energies at play here. If you did your homework in the winter season, those in the Southern hemisphere in your alternate season of reevaluating, composting, dreaming, mapping, and planning, it's go and do time. Do not hesitate. That plan you made, these ideas you've had, it is time to do the small steps that lead to the big leaps in 2022. 
if you're new to all of this and you didn't know that you needed to be planning, dreaming and plotting, that's okay. Cause I can also hear some of y'all like start to freak out. Like, did I miss my bus? Um, you didn't miss your bus. You've got three months to do the planning, the dreaming, the plotting and the planting, but it's time to get on it. Because again, working with the energies at play rather than trying to hustle against them, it's like, we're just not going to win when we're trying to hustle against the universe. So it's time to get on it. (laughs) This is your final warning. Last call. (laughs) Like, get your shit together. I, I mean that in the most loving way. Like, you have three months, no more procrastination to support your planning, your dreaming, your plotting, and your implementation, let's move into your seasonal reading. This reading I'm about ready to do for you is good through March 20th through June 21st. With a reminder that energetics aren't light switches. They don't just turn on and turn off at certain days and times. There's a span and a period of like, it's more like a fader (laughs) that fades up and in and then starts to fade out. But this is the bulk of the energy at play here. I'm going to pull four, five cards for you. One card for the theme of this season. One card for what to release in this season. One card for what to learn in this season, and one card for the next big step for your highest and greatest good in this season, and one card for the next step for your highest and greatest good in this season. Here we go. For those who are new here, I love you all so very much. Beware, I'm an overshuffler. So I'm using the Lightseer's Tarot. I'll make sure to drop a little link and a note in the show note descriptions so that if you have not worked with this deck or the deck is calling you that you'll know have access to it and where to get it i don't get anything from it i just love this deck (laughs) and if you're interested you can too um i will also take a photograph of this card layout and drop it below in the show description as well, because I think it's always really beautiful to see the full card layout. Like, what does it actually look like? Okay, here we go. Five card tarot reading for the spring of 2022. It's happening in real time, (laughs) y'all. I have no game face when it comes to these cards. This first card is amazing. So is the third card. I really like spring already, y'all. Okay. Lovely. Okay. So let's get to it, shall we? All right. The theme of spring, for those of you who are listening and who it resonates with, we've got a major arcana card. Of course we do, because this season is all the magic. It's the high priestess. Okay. And so I know we are not supposed to play favorites with tarot cards or with anything for that matter, but I do have two favorites. I do think if you're only going to work with two tarot cards out of the entire deck, the high priestess is one of them. So 
The high priestess is the second card of the major arcana. Major arcana denotes that we're in a higher level learning phase, that this is about karma. This is about spirit. This is about source. And these are big overlaying sweeping themes and energies and, um, points on our path. Okay. Like in our lifetime journey and, and what I'm also hearing is lifetimes journey. This is a very key moment in time, this spring of 2022 and the high priestess, she's the, the Oracle. I mean, it's fascinating because I'm doing this reading still in Pisces season. By the time you hear it, we will have been in Aries season for a couple of days, but the high priestess is the Oracle of the deck. She is the all knowing. She is the healing waters and all of the psychic energetic lunar forces of intuition and knowing without knowing why, like she is the Oracle that you spend all of your money and like weeks to travel to see. And you get this one moment in the temple with her and you go in and you have this one question to ask and you ask your question and she gives you an answer like, you know, carrots or something. And you're probably like super pissed off about it. Like what the fuck? I just spent all this time and all this energy and all this money to get here. You were supposed to give me the absolute answer. And that's the answer. And she goes, yes, of course it is because she trusts the unseen messaging. She knows that her job isn't to understand it. It's to trust it and to channel it. The high priestess knows that her connection to spirit, to source, to the universe, to the unseen, right? She knows to trust it at this point. She doesn't always know how it's going to play out, but she knows to lean into it. She knows if, if, if she doesn't, or those who ask their question don't, it's not going to go well, right? So this high priestess energy has all the answers. And guess what? We're all the high priestess. When we connect to our higher self, we truly do have all the answers. Now, that's not to minimize the work it takes to cultivate your relationship to your intuition, to your higher self, the access to it and the clarity in it, then the practicing of it to then really be able to trust and lean into it. There's a process of it, but we all have access to these. The answers that we need, I mean, this used to really irritate me when I was younger. It's like, truly are within you. They're within all of us. So this theme of this spring season is the high priestess. She is totally, you know, the witch of the deck. She's also someone who is so trusting and connected to her guides, guardians, higher self messaging spirit and source and the unseen that she's like super, she's like not emotionally attached to things because she trusts. So she gets called a bitch and a witch. And she's the person that gets called too much. You're too eager. You're too driven to something. All of those who identify as female in the room that have been called these things, raise your hands because this is the sign of boundaries, empowerment, sovereignty. Oh yeah. Feminism, right? So the high priestess. She's a goddess. 
right? Like she goes, I don't give a shit that you don't understand why that's my boundary. That's one, what I'm comfortable with Two, It's, it's there. I'm not being an asshole. It's just, these other things are not going to work for me. So when I see the high priestess as our theme of this spring season, clearly there's multiple levels, right? There's the lean into your intuition, get your booty in some meditation, right? If you are not there already, there's so much energy this year and it has already started. We want to be plugging into it. We want to be draining off the EMFs and fear, and we want to be filling up on the cosmic knowledge that is so knocking at our door right now. And so she says, get into meditation, cultivate your intuition, learn to really place yourself at the altar of the universe because you are divine and magic and sovereign and empowered. You just may not know it fully yet and embody it yet. And that high priestess says, sister, it's time to embody it. And this has nothing to do with gender, right? Cause it's a concept anyway, and it's fluid and it's a full spectrum, but she really comes in and says, it's time to be your, to cultivate your inner witch. And if people are going to call you a bitch for that, then it's probably you're on the right path. Right? So it's that magic empowered boundary it doesn't need to make sense to you. It makes sense to me and I trust it. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm, you know, here we go. And so this theme is to really also embrace the weird. Like I was talking about before, embrace the unseen, lean into the pings, the magic sparks, the feelings you have about things, like really checking in with the vessel. Cause as woo as the high priestess is, she knows she's in a 3d incarnation and that the vessel is the high temple. So the more we key into the vessel, the happier our soul is the more on point and in, in flow, we can be with our messaging because the messaging is always correct. Going back to the high priestess. It's just that as humans, sometimes our translation is wonky. So there's so much at play this spring about this push-pull of co-creatorship and the balance between humanity and divinity. And are you making decisions solely on intellect? We want intellect, by the way. Or are you trying to cultivate that connected flow between, you know, intellect, heart, and intuition? Because that's where magic starts to happen. Right. So the high priestess is a theme of the spring. Like, yes, like some of you are really going to be stepping into your empowerment of like, I've been doing all the woo woo work. I've been sitting in the woo woo closet. It's time to come out, you know, and it's time to raise that freak flag and really not give a shit when anybody says or thinks of your decisions or your path, because you're comfortable with your decisions, right? You're making decisions that move you in a direction. And nobody has to understand it except for you. You don't need anyone's approval except your own. And you are here to live in unabashed expression. And so the high priestess comes out and says, it's time, it's time to take steps towards it. It's time to glow up, you know? So wherever you are currently on the path, it's that connection to meditation, to self, to source, you have all the answers and other people, they don't need to understand. It's okay. It's okay. Really is okay. Then we move into what to release 
in this season. Now, when I say release, typically in readings with me, it comes through as like what to put out there. So we can hear release and think it's something we have to let go of or get rid of. But release, again, readings with me, it's a lot of like putting it out in the universe, right? So here we go with what to release in this spring season. It's the 10 of pentacles, very on brand for all the things we just talked about. Pentacles being resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. Be clear that all six of those things are resources to work with, to cultivate harmony in, to adjust and readjust and, and soup and stir around. 10 is the number of fresh starts and new beginnings. It's abundant. So when we see the 10 of pentacles cards, you know, in this deck, it's, it's got lineage and family and kids, and there's a dog and there's these, you know, spinning mandalas. And it's really just about abundance and joy. And we've been living through really challenging times the last few years. I mean, it's, it's extra, but there's this recognition that we can't give up on joy. Cause if we, we let the, the experiences and reflections at play steal our joy, then we kind of are done for, right? So we're being asked to release 10 of pentacles. This is fresh starts and new beginnings and really abundant joy. Okay. So pentacles can often be looked at as your finances, but there's so much about joy, right? And then just think about it when you're in heart resonance and you're in joy and you're in gratitude, finances and opportunities, they just start to like magnetize towards you, right? This is manifestation 101. Your frequency has to match what it is you're seeking so that it, it's a frequency match connection. And so we're being asked to put out there our frequency connection for abundance and joy and prosperity in our day-to-day -day lives, because the minor arcana cards are really about our day-to-day -day lives, right? And so the 10 of pentacles has this again, connection to children here, but what's coming through in this reading is that, you know, our childlike wonder and joy. And for me, it always brings up, this is why my online studio is unicorn wellness, because unicorns represent hope, healing, and infinite potential. There's that connection to childlike wonder. And as children, we're so deeply connected to the other side, because it's been a hot second since we were there. So we're being asked to put out our childlike wonder and joy and energy. And I'm also hearing that in this period of time, if there were dreams that you gave up on as a child, that there's an opportunity to revisit, um, have them play out and move forward again. And, and it doesn't mean it's going to look exactly the same, right? So like as a child, I dreamed of being on Broadway. Now I'm not laying that out of an, an equation, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, my head's not really there. I'm not really, you know, putting energy towards that right now, but there might be an opportunity like for me to sing, you know, in public somewhere and, and to kind of reclaim some of that because it's something that brought me joy, right? To sing and perform. So we're being asked to put our joys out there, our hopes, and to really speak into and function into. I know that was weird language, but it's like do the doing that moves us towards our life by design, a life that is joyful and abundant and loving and connecting and connected, right? In all the ways time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. You got to put it out there, right? You're going to hear me say 
so many times. Every word we speak is a spell. So we do need to be aware of what we're speaking into manifestation. And so being honest about what's going on in the world is really important. There's some shit out there to solve and to fix and to do. But we also need to speak in a language that leaves opportunity open to solutions, to miracles, right? Miracles exist, but we have to leave a window. We might not be able to leave the whole door open. I get it. But there's got to be a place at least for them to sneak in. Otherwise, we don't have a chance at it. So we're being asked to release and to put out there joy. Like, what do you want to see in your own life? And, and what do you want to see for the collective? It's very beautiful and abundant, and full and vibrant. Okay. What to learn in this spring season. It's another major arcana card. And I love this one too. I mean, I love the cards, but this is the magician. So the magician is it's this, well, it's number one in the major arcana. It's actually the second card of the majors, but this is really the signal of you can do this, whatever it is, your soul desires, whatever your 10 of pentacles looks like, feels like, you know, seems like you can do this and you can put the seeds and things in motion in play in this season for it. Cause the magician says you are the magic right? Like the magic is you, but there is again, a technique to how do we cultivate magic? Okay. Well, what is magic? It's the unseen things, right? These are miracles. And when we think about the magician, we inevitably probably think of casting a spell, right? What is a spell? A spell is intention plus ritual. That's all. And what is intention? Intention is frequency. And what frequency is the highest frequency we can resonate at? Love, unconditional love, call it what you want, is love. So if we can get ourselves into a frequency of heart-centric love, right, then we can manifest and set things in motion and co-creatorship with the universe for it to show up in manifestation. What we can't do is say the divine timing of that. Timing's a bitch, y'all. Because we can be in resonance and we can be clear about our messaging and we know what we want and we're in practice. We're putting, you know, 3D human effort into it and it's still not showing up, but that's because divine timing isn't up to us. There has to be some surprises, right? <laughs> so the universe goes, yeah, we're just going to see you, you know, are you still doing the things and wanting the things when it's not fun and it's not manifesting and it, you know, because also we're 3D and human, we're here to do the effort and the work. But the magician knows, right? If they can get themselves into this heart frequency and they can set the intention in that heart frequency and they have a ritual and rituals repeated, right? Y'all, this is why I teach rituals, getting on the mat, in meditation, tarot readings, lunar cycles, because repetition is necessary. It cultivates proficiency, right? But the magician does this breakdown of when you are in... I'm going to say basic ownership of how to navigate and balance all of the suits of the tarot. So that would be your wands, your swords, your cups, and your pentacles. When you know how to balance those, 
And when those four things are in basic resonance, then manifestation can occur. Okay. So that's one you might want to rewind, listen, and take some notes. It's a little bit longer, right? Because when, when you do the breakdown of the suits, right? Your swords, your intellect, human thought process and words, and your subconscious programming, your cups are your emotions and love, your connections to spirit and source, wands, bravery, courageousness, willpower. Can you engage and ignite and start something? And what is the last pentacles resources, time, money, energy, body, mind, and soul. So you have to check in. Like if, if you're wanting to manifest something and you're like, yes, I want to embody the magician in this spring. Great. Yes. Cause this is what this reading is telling us, but are you in practice of balancing the suits? Do you know how to use your tools yet? Cause if you don't know how to use the tools or you're not even practicing the tools. Yeah. That manifestation ain't happening. And then, you know, divine timing's like, mm, we're not doing anything because they're not doing anything. So the flip side of the magician that wants to be heard in this reading is the magician can also be the trickster. Like you'll be tricking yourself that you can just light a candle and just say a prayer and it gonna happen tomorrow. Now, God bless you if that is the case. <laughs> I want to leave the window open for all of us on that one happening because I don't think things should be hard. I think there should be flow, but I also really understand and know, and the messaging, you know, contributes to this, that in a 3D incarnation, we are here, like we are here to learn our lessons. It isn't meant to be easy. It is messy. It's messy, right? And so when we're looking to bring things into manifestation, the universal sources are simply, notice my phrase there, asking us to try to balance humanity and divinity. Have y'all tried to do that before? <laughs> it's, you know, this is it. This is the practice. This is what we wake up every morning and we have our rituals and we go, how am I going to balance humanity and divinity today? If we're too much in the humanity, fuck, everything gets hard, right? Then you got to earn everything. You got to fall by your bootstraps. And then if you get too into the divinity, that's when you're just lighting candles and saying a prayer. And I just assume world peace will happen and everything will come to me and I'll be a millionaire tomorrow. Totally mocking, fully mocking, right? Because we're trying to find this balance. How do I show reverence to this 3D experience by my efforts? Food, water, shelter. What am I creating? What am I putting out in the world? What am I standing up for, right? Along with, I know I'm in co-creatorship. I trust the unseen, but knowing that I'm 3D, I do not expect the unseen to just hand me things because there's karma here. There are sacred contracts. There is work and effort to be cleaned up and lessons to be learned. So we're here to learn how to really be the magician, right? Don't let that trickster energy drag you around by your nose. I know who some of you are. You will put all this energy and effort into the persona of spirituality, but your practices are not on point. So here's where the, you know, like the tough love comes in. Like, are you setting yourself at the altar of the universe more days than not in your life and asking how you can cultivate healing, 
really that's the question, right? As well as being open to receiving. So again, that, that balance of hustle and flow, because I think especially the space that we're in energetically is that the woo-woo and the magic is so hip right now. And it is, right? It always has been. But there's a practice to it. There's a commitment to it. There's a, a lifestyle of it. And the magician is really going to be honest this season to go, are you just a hashtag? Or are you really living this life trying and aiming to balance humanity and divinity? Now, balance is a tricky word, I know. And we really just want to find more harmony because true absolute balance does not exist, right? Duality is what we want to live in. But the magician is honest because it says you can, all the things you want this year, these plans, these maps, these dreams, your life by design. Yes, it can absolutely be yours. We're setting it in motion now, but it's going to call out with the trickster and go, but you got to check yourself. Are you in delusion land or are you in practice and ritual and food, water, shelter, functional 3d along with trusting the unseen? pulling in the messages, listening to the messages, taking self-responsibility, aiming at healing, right? Healing and being the magician is not for the faint of heart. Okay. Moving on. Big steps towards your highest and greatest good in this season. Now, this is a fascinating one off of that card, right? This is the five of cups. Okay. And cups, here we go with emotions and love, but what is the ultimate emotion? It's, it's unconditional love and unconditional love is spirit sort source, universal cosmos, right? So when the five of cups comes up in this deck, it's really cool because it's got a slightly different spin on it. Five is the number of change. So it says there's and this is a big step in this season. And it, again, remember what the magician we just went through. Five of Cups says your biggest step this spring, okay, is to get out of lack, limitation, and fear mindset. Well, if it were so simple to just say, I'm going to step out of lack, limitation, and fear mindset. It could be that simple. Have you tried it? And maybe it's not. But it says there has to be a change in how you navigate your emotions. Okay. so. Feelings, super important to be aware of your feelings. They are valid. They are an important and powerful tool, but they are not facts. Says the Pisces moon. I have a lot of feelings and I can't make a decision without keying into my feelings, but it has taken and continues to take some real efforting of going, is that feeling a fact? Should I really be leaning into that one or do I need to let it pass? I need more tools. I need to figure out how to process it. Or I just pat it on the head and go, I see you that feel, but you don't get to participate right now. So the five of cups says that we typically can have a um, viewpoint of sticking to or getting stuck in deprivation. This can be depression. This can be sadness. This can be fear. I'm, I'm hearing fear in this reading. 
and that we can be focusing too much on those things simply because we're feeling it. Well, when what we focus on, right, where attention goes, energy flows. So what we're focusing on then amplifies, right? So this is this tricky part of like healing and working in the light and in the dark with the shadows and as a witch is that we, we don't want to spiritually bypass something, present something very difficult and challenging has not happened or is not happening, but we can't put our full focus and energy towards that. Like the big piece of this season is to put, how are we going to fix it? How are we going to adjust it? How are we just going to make it a hair better? Just a teeny bit better. We don't have to solve everything individually. We just have to move the dial forward just a tiny bit. Okay. And so keying into our emotions, learning to work with them, that they're valid, but they're not always facts. The stories that we spiral on and tell ourselves, and this is particularly around fear. Okay. But it's also, it keeps pointing back to the magician visually, the messaging's like, go back to the magician, go back to the magician of the trickster energy that you may be telling yourself a story of how well things are going, but that story isn't accurate either. So there's this, like, this card is really asking us to get real (laughs) about it's got this, like, there's still some residuals of Pisces season in it about not being delusional, being capsized or being too fairy tale. We're really aiming for a balance of practical and magical this season. But the big step is to really shift how we're working with our emotions because emotions are so powerful. The thing that will manifest for you faster than anything else is getting into love resonance. But simply repeating gratitude mantras may not do it, y'all. Now it's a good first step and it's a good step. But this is really asking us to be more bold and more brave in our truth of what we're feeling and our spirituality. So again, it's like, are we a hashtag or are we really showing up at the altar of the universe? Because when you're really showing up at the altar of the universe, you're willing to do the hard work too. And it's not simple. So five of cups is our big step in this season. And it's most loudly about working with our feelings differently because it wants to pull us out of fear because it knows that if we're focusing on that, that that's going to amplify and it will keep us from our manifestations and this transformative energy that's being offered this year. It wants us in heart resonance, love and empowerment. It wants us in that high priestess because our path may look cray to others, then that's good. Let the freak flag fly, but we're willing to put the effort in and we're willing to be in connection and we're willing to try to practice non-attachment to the outcome so that we can be in flow. But the big step, working with those emotions in a different way, we got to change the way we're working with our emotions. We got to focus on more of what we want, focus on solving rather than being right and focus on evolution is what I hear rather than just simply ticking off all the fear and all the crap. Okay. Next steps in this season, we have the page of swords and she's a very lighthearted card in this deck. Um, she's holding balloons, but they look like light bulbs and she's reading a book and she's balancing on this, on a sword, on a tightrope sort of situation. So when the pages come up, 
I, as a mentor, coach, and a teacher, I love the pages because the pages say, I don't know how to do this thing at the next level, but universe, please teach me. I'm willing to learn. I want to learn. And so swords is about our intellect, our acumen, our thought process, our words, right? And in readings with me, it really keys into the subconscious programming, the wound that needs to be healed in that subconscious programming right? That keeps our ideas small, essentially is what I'm hearing. So the next step is really to learn to one, wield your words better because I've already said it. How many times in this reading, every word we speak is a spell, but our perspectives on things, right? The way we're dialed in, it keeps showing me a dial, like a frequency dial, right? That when we're thinking about things, when we're like, okay, when we're over consuming news, right? The news is fear-based. It's not that we don't need to know what's going on, but it's on a repeated loop and it is designed to be and to instigate and initiate and to keep you in fear factor, particularly in a capitalist culture. Fear equals I will buy things, I will do stupid things in order to keep money going and circulating earnestly at the cost of our wholeness, of our divinity, of our spirituality, of our hearts, right? And so this page of swords says one it's time to learn to speak right Uh, with more awareness leaving the window open for miracles and for magic and manifestation learning how to utilize and tweak our words to leave the windows open for solutions so that we're not getting caught in fatalistic downward spirals where we just sink the ship because we're speaking it straight into fruition But the other thing that's really calling here with the balloons that look like light bulbs is that our minds, right? They're very powerful. And so when I'm talking about manifesting or healing, it's always with intellect, acumen, you know, intuition and love. Like we need smart people out there, right? But smart doesn't mean right. We're not aiming to be right about things. So the page says, we need to expand our thoughts on things. We need to expand our viewpoints. And she's reading a book. So this can be as simple as I don't know enough about X, Y, and Z. I'm going to be committed to reading one book every month to increase my knowledge of these things. Even if I don't agree with these things, I'm just going to have more information without over inundating myself in fear factor mentality, and then see how that expands my capacity and my verbiage and my mind to think of what's possible for a solution. So the next step is speaking with more awareness to leave the window open for miracles, change, and solutions. We don't have to know what they are. We just have to leave the window open energetically. And then the next step is really expanding your mind. And I know we say that and it gets really cheesy, but it's actually interesting. This is not something that usually comes through in readings with me. So this, it's not so much about like data and analytics, but it's really about history of the things that have come before us so that we can learn from those things to truly solve for the future. That is very loud and very much wants to be heard. So I'm just going to tell you what they're showing me as far as like book titles and things. (laughs) Like they're showing me books about, you know, pronouns and sexuality spectrums. And they're showing me um, the, the book, you know, the indigenous people's history, right. Of Turtle Island, like these things that we don't 
Like we're so angry and in fear of things that are going on in the world, but most of us don't understand how these things came to fruition. They were decisions. They were kept in the dark. The beauty of the information age and technology is like, actually we have access to how things really happen. <laughs> so let's go re-educate ourselves on the true histories of things. Now, again, we don't have to totally understand it. We don't have to solve it. We're just expanding that space of awareness and potential solutions. Okay. And with that, this spring forecast reading is complete. These things are something better for the highest and greatest good of all involved, so mode it be. And so it is now to the harm of none, we will it so. If I didn't say it already, I'll post a photo of the full card layout in the show notes below. And if I can get my SHIT together, I'll have it in my Instagram stories this week as well. Okay. Ooh, everybody take a breath. <laughs> that was just like airy season, right? It was like fast and furious and like full force. So many gems in there. So many magic sparks. Okay. As always, I hope this resonates with you. Take what works, leave the rest. Thank you for letting me into your collective energies in order to facilitate this reading. Can't even say it. <laughs> it was a lot, y'all. Okay. Ooh, if you have comments, questions, right? I always love to hear from you. Um, show notes below how to connect with me, mostly on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. Leave me a little DM. We'll see how this plays out. Maybe I'll put it in the, the, the photograph of the card layout in the, in the feed. We'll see, <laughs> but I would love to see how this is resonating. Um, but big thank you, my dear magic makers for listening. I love you so very much. And I hope your magic sparks were loud in this episode. And if beginning a movement practice that's in alignment with the current astrology and lunar cycles is calling you, please feel free to check out my online studio at unicornwellnessstudio.com. You can go activate your 30-day free guest access. It's completely free. There's zero commitments and it's just an email address drop. If you find it's a fit for you at the end of your 30-day guest access, you'll be offered a very special membership rate only available to those who activate the 30 days free. Keep an eye on your email at the end of your 30 days. And remember, this really is the very best time of year to begin a movement practice that sticks. Again, I love you so very much. And I can't wait to discover more magic sparks with you next time. Now it's time, if you haven't already, to hit the subscribe button so you never miss this magic. If this episode has you thinking of someone else who needs this spark, share it. And if it resonates with you to rate and review the podcast, I would be ever so grateful. The more ratings and reviews the show has, the easier it is for other seeking souls to find their healing home base. It's a super simple way for you to support someone else's healing. 
If you have topics you'd like to hear me cover or guests you'd like to hear on the show, or hey, you just want to say hi, DM me on Instagram at Tandy underscore Gutierrez. And make sure to check out all of my offerings at unicornwellnessstudio.com. Links are below in the show notes. I love you so very much. And remember, healing is for you. And it all starts with just that.